uh, having Jehu, the army captain, anointed as king. He also has the responsibility of wiping out the family of Ahab, which would include both the king of Israel, son of Ahab, Jehoram, and the king of Judah, grandson of Ahab, Ahaziah. And so he ends up uh, really sort of having a mission to kill off both of the uh, kingly uh, lines. And uh, so he comes to the palace at Jezreel where uh, King Jehoram of Israel is recuperating from wounds suffered in a battle with the Syrians at Ramoth Gilead. His nephew Ahaziah of Judah is visiting him and uh, he sent some messengers to find out who this is that's, uh, you know, coming at a rapid rate of speed toward the uh, uh, palace and he tells the messengers to turn behind them. So he really doesn't know except they can tell by the way he's driving. It must be Jehu. He drives furiously. And they would probably assume from that, that being the army captain, he's bringing some news from the war front. I mean, is he the only one that's surviving? You know, was there a disaster? You know, obviously the kings would want to know what the news is, and so they go out to meet him. And that's where we pick up our story then in 21 to 29 of 2 Kings 9. Then Joram said, Get ready. <clears throat> and they made his chariot ready. Uh, and Jehoram king of Israel and Ahaziah king of Judah went out, each in his chariot. And they went out to meet Jehu and found him in the property of Naboth, the Jezreelite. And it came about when Jehoram saw Jehu that he said, Is it peace, Jehu? And he answered, What peace, so long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many? So Jehoram reigned about and fled and said to Ahaziah, There is treachery, O Ahaziah. And Jehu drew his bow with full strength and shot Jehoram between his arms, and the arrow went through his heart, and he sank in his chariot. Then Jehu said to Bidkar, his officer, Take him up and cast him into the property of the field of Naboth, the Jezreelite. For I remember when you and I were riding together after Ahab his father, that the Lord said this oracle against him. Surely I have seen yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his son, says the Lord, and I will repay you in this property, says the Lord. Now then, take and cast him into the property according to the word of the Lord. To 29. Uh, when Ahaziah the king of Judah saw this, he fled by the way of the garden house, and Jehu pursued him and said, Shoot him too in the chariot. So they shot him at the ascent of Gur, which is at Iblium, and he fled, but he fled to Megiddo and died there. And then his servants carried him to, in a chariot to Jerusalem and buried him in his grave with his fathers in the city of David. Now in the eleventh year of uh, Joram, the son of Ahab, Ahaziah became king over Judah. Okay. So as we said, <coughs> Joram of Israel and Ahaziah, king of Judah, go out each in their own chariot together to meet Jehu and uh, they actually encounter him on what uh, rather infamous property? Naboth's Yes, the, uh, the lamented vineyard of Naboth and uh, Joram asks uh, Jehu if everything's at peace. Well, Jehu said, What peace so long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and her witchcrafts are so many? And uh, Joram may have been a little slow, 
but he now manages to grasp the seriousness of the situation and he turns to Ahaziah and says, there's treachery, Ahaziah. In other words, this is treason. There's some sort of a, a sinister plot and Jehu, who we thought was our friend, has become our enemy. Now when Joram wheels around and warns Ahaziah this is treachery, he is warning his nephew. <laughs> Exactly. His we nephew. We're going to diagram this. Yeah, we, we could if we want we to. Dry whiteboard. Do you have one? Do you have one? I, I can do that. With markers. The, I just <laughs> taught this in. Uh, where? In Fortress? I just diagrammed this really? somewhere. Maybe it was. I did Second King starting in 12 at uh, Porto Alegre, but maybe I went back and did that. I think I did. I think that's where I did it. We can like yes. make another link in the website and like diagram it out. Yeah. And like we can make like a little, like when you hover over it, it'll come up with a little box about it. Just it helps a lot when you do it like that. It makes a difference. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> Very good. All right. Yeah, that looks good. I think I can handle that. Alright, so we've got uh, the kings of Israel over here. That would be Ahab and his lovely wife Jezebel. And over here we've got the king of Judah, which would be Jehoshaphat. And you remember that Ahab and Jezebel have three significant children for the sake of our story. They have Ahaziah, they have, I'll just say Joram, but it could be Jehoram also. Joram's a little, uh, takes a little less space to spell, and Athaliah. And Jehoshaphat has a son named Jehoram, the one who died with no one's regret. Now, Jehoram, Jehoshaphat's son, married Athaliah, Ahab and Jezebel's daughter, and they have a son named Ahaziah. So now, Ahab and Jezebel's oldest son, Ahaziah, reigned for a very short time, two years, fell through the lattice, and died of injuries suffered from the fall. That leaves his brother, Joram, to reign. And Joram's the guy who went with Ahaziah, his sister's son, to fight against the Syrians at Ramoth Gilead. Joram was wounded. He's recuperating in the palace of Jezreel when his sister's son, his nephew Ahaziah, comes to visit him and uh, so forth. And that's when Jehu comes and finds these two guys together. And Jehu is? An army captain. Of which army? Of the army of Israel. He is, he is basically Joram's army captain. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's from Israel. So he, he kills off both kings, we'll see, we see in this reading, but he will just himself become the king starting a new dynasty in Israel. What's actually going to end up happening, though we won't see this immediately, is that Jehoram of Judah, we might as well say this while we're up here, Jehoram of Judah, according to 2 Chronicles 21, killed his brothers when he became king so that he didn't have any rivals on the throne. Jehoram's sons, all except Ahaziah, 
were killed by raids from the Arabs and I don't remember what others. They're all in, that's like Second Chronicles 21, 16, and 17 or something like that. They mentioned that except his son, but this is something in Chronicles you'll need to know, his son Jehoahaz. Now, you'd think that was two different people, Jehoahaz and Ahaziah, but that's the same name. The Ahaz part is the same, and if you put the Jehovah part as a suffix, then you say Jehoah, Jehoah has. If you put it as a, uh, a prefix, rather, if you put it as a suffix, it goes as an ayah. So it just depends on whether or not you put the Jehovah part in front of the Ahaz or at the end of the Ahaz. Jehoah has and Ahaziah are essentially the same name. You know, I mean, you can, we can maybe do that with some names. We don't do that very often like that. Um, but anyhow, that's so that it says Jehoah has in the Chronicles account, but that's the only one that they spared. But that was actually this Ahaziah. All right, so Athaliah, she has no like uh, uh, brothers-in-law, Jehoshaphat's sons, to take over the kings because Jehoram, her husband, killed them all. She has no um, other sons. Uh, that would be rivals as king because they were killed in raids by various other nations. All that there are left basically to reign are children of Ahaziah. She kills them so that she could become queen. So when she kills Ahaziah's children, who's she killing? Her grandchildren. Her grandchildren. <laughs> Lovely grandma. And, uh, but she misses one. <laughs> the little one is hidden by his aunt Jehoshaphat, who's married to Jehoiada, the priest, and after a six-year usurping reign by Athaliah, Jehoiada has boy Joash proclaimed as king here in Judah. I'm telling you kind of the story for the next three or four chapters, just so we can kind of get it all on the board and see what's going on. How in the world does she well, I guess if you're willing to kill them, you may not even know who they all are. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she thought somebody had done it. Uh, I, who knows? And, and they hid him in a wonderful place. She'd never think to look in the temple. I'm sure she didn't get anywhere close to that. So. And Jehoshaphat was the daughter of Joram, right? Of Israel. <sighs> she was, yes. She was the daughter of Jehoram. I, I don't know for sure if she was the daughter of Jehoram and Ahaziah or if he had any other wives. Uh, but yes, she was the daughter of Jehoram. That's of right. Judah. Of Judah, yes. Oh. She's over here. She is the daughter. So she didn't get killed? She, no, they killed the sons, didn't kill the daughters in, in those raids. That's Second Chronicles 21. That, you know, the Chronicles account in the, on the Judah side always gives us more Okay, any questions about that? Does that make it clearer when you can see a diagram? I think so. All right. So, anyhow, uh, Jehoram warns nephew Ahaziah, this is treachery. <laughs> this isn't what we thought was going on here. And uh, so Jehu uh, gets his bow and arrow and shoots Joram, and the arrow goes through his heart, and he sinks down in his chariot. And he's taken to the field of Naboth and cast there. Um, and then Ahaziah flees, but Jehu chases him and gets him shot in his chariot also. 
and uh, he's carried to the grave. So he managed to kill both kings at once. Now you might notice some parallels between Ahab and his son Joram. Both Ahab and Joram were accompanied by a king of Judah, wounded in a battle at Ramoth Gilead, and both died in their chariot. And ironically, Jehu executed the son of Ahab on the very plot of ground where Naboth and his sons were murdered by Jezebel. So there's just some, some kind of ironic twists in that. But that wipes out the royalty. Now there's other relatives of Ahab that uh, Jehu would deal with uh, in a moment. And you know, you realize, you know, wasn't very smart of Ahaziah to be where he was. <laughs> he was kind of an unfortunate place at, the, at that time. Maybe he would have theoretically had a bigger chance of escaping if he wasn't right there visiting Uncle Joram. Of course, the Lord intended for all of Ahab's family to be wiped out, so I guess one way or the other he would have gotten it. Do you have a question or comment? But not all of Ahab's family died because of Joash. So is that a fulfillment of the requirement of him killing all the family? I think so, because, but I mean, obviously, yeah, Joash is still, you know, in the family. He's one more line down, but he's also in the lineage of David. And he hasn't been corrupted by the family. I think that's maybe more important in this whole thing, uh, that, you know, we take out the Ahab influence and Joash is pure. But yeah, good, good point. Just really stank when... Jehoshaphat had his son marry Athaliah. That was dumb. That just really messed everything up. Besides, kind of uh, weaving together these sordid family trees and making life complicated on all of us. So. All right, 30 to 37. When Jehu came to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. She painted her eyes and adorned her head and looked out the window. As Jehu entered the gate, she said, Is it well, Zimri, your master's murderer? Then he lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And two or three officials looked down at him. He said, Throw her down. So they threw her down, and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall, on the horses, and he, and he trampled her underfoot. When he came in, he ate and drank, and he said, Seen out of this cursed woman and bury her, for she is the king's daughter. Then uh, they went to bury her, but they found nothing more of her than the skull and the feet of the, and the palms of her hands. Therefore they returned and told him, he said, This is the word of the Lord which he spoke by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the property of Jezreel the dog shall eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the corpse of Jezebel will be as dung on the face of the field and the property of Jezreel. So they cannot say, this is Jezebel. Well, uh, Jezebel knows Jehu is there in Jezreel. It seems to me she realizes kind of what's about to happen. And uh, how? what has she done? She got all dolled up for the ceremony. <laughs> She wants to go out in style. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Man. She dressed up for her funeral. Yeah, exactly. In full regalia here. You know, arrogant to the end of her life. Wow. I mean, you know you're about to get killed, and you dress up for it, and she has this strange statement when Jehu enters in. 
Is it well, Zimri, your master's murderer? Did she get confused as to who Jehu was? She comparing his character to his? Yes, sort of. Do you remember Zimri? Well, he killed one of the families, right, to become king. Yeah, whose? He was, was, he was near Omri, but I don't remember. Omri killed Zimri. Right? Thank you, Logan. Very good. He killed Basha's family. Yeah. Who was the king in Basha's family that was reigning at that time? Elah. Very good. So he killed Elah, who was drunk, actually, at the time, and Basha's family. But that's not the only reason she calls him Zimri. He only reigned for seven Yes. She is suggesting that Jehu's <laughs> another flash in the pan and that he's likely to meet a similar fate. You know, calling him a Zimri is really to say, yeah, you're going to cook your own goose. You'll kill off the family, but wait a week and you'll be gone too. She's trying to kind of taunt him, I think, with that. Of course, that it didn't end up being true. Zimri had the world's shortest dynasty, and Jehu had a uh, five-king dynasty. Uh, so she was just popping off there. But uh, And so what does he have done to her? Has her thrown out the window. And what does he do? Yeah. And then what does he do? He wasn't eating lunch. It didn't bother his appetite any, did it? Wow. These guys have strong stomachs, if you ask me. I'm not sure I could see all that and really want to eat and drink. And then he goes out to have her buried, and what's happened? Much left to bury. Yeah, exactly, which fits Elijah's prophecy. Very fitting in for a very wicked woman. And I think that's the point. Comments or questions? Could, with the makeup being put on or whatever kind of paint it was, she be trying to deceive him in some way by, like, trying to uh, make her either look pitiful or make her look, I don't know, seductive or some way trying to win him over and not kill her? Or is that just getting ready for death? Some people think she was trying to be seductive. Why would she say what she said? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it just doesn't seem to fit. A, really? She was dumb enough to think that Jehu was going to be seduced by her, given She's the old. whole situation? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, She's old. And, and, and certainly, why would she say, is it, well, Zimri, your master's murderer, if she was at all trying to seduce him? So I really think she's arrogant. She's going to, if she's going to die, she's going to die with her face on. You know? was the last of what was left of she she died with her face on it didn't stay on long afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor dogs, that makeup must have tasted gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it just it strikes you as very Jezebel esque, it seems to me. She was a very prideful, arrogant, you know, just despicable kind of creature. You know, she was out Jezebel, as far as I'm concerned, only by her daughter. Other comments? Why did she not, like, wait for him to come find her? Like, she was just kind of like, oh, here I am. Like, wouldn't most people try and get away? I don't, you see, I think, no. She's arrogant. She, she's going she's gonna to meet him on her terms. 
That's what I see. I think she is just, you know, nobody's gonna, you know, make her bow down to him. She's 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 the queen. I've heard people say sometimes, you know, you'll either get over it or you'll die with it, and it seems like she was willing to die with it. Yeah, I think she was. I think she's going to she die before she'd ever humble herself, that's for sure. Some people are that stubborn, arrogant, and when it's all said and done, I don't think there's anything she could have done that would have saved her life. Mm-hmm. Jane was going to kill her. Should have killed her. That was what God intended. All right, chapter 10, verses 1 to 11. <coughs> <clears throat> now Ahab had 70 sons in Samaria, and Jehu wrote letters and sent 